You're listening to another football episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns with Banker Bill. Ryan, you should get off the internet. And your guy, Bully Rye. I think it's a brilliant idea. That's right, everybody. It's a special edition live Thursday episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. As always, it's your guy, Bully Rye. And alongside me for the football shows, as always, is Baker Bill. Bill, what's going on, bud? It's happening, man. It's uh, it's Thursday. Well, Thursday action. We're going on like right as almost the uh, Thursday night football game is kicking off. So you know, you watch us could, while you're watching the football game. We could always just like update scores for uh, for the Thursday night football game this week, but it's not really a good game anyway. Yeah. So why does anybody want to Nobody's watch that game? That. When you can watch, you can watch us instead. Um, reminder: If you're watching the show live, wherever it is that you're watching, YouTube, Twitter at Tapouts and TDs, Facebook.com/slash Tapouts and Touchdowns. Make sure you leave a comment and join the conversation. Uh, and if you if you don't have any, if you have some friends that haven't yet um, followed the show on social media, make sure you have them do that as well. And if you don't um, have any friends, just hang out with us, and we'll be yeah, your friends. That's, 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 that's yeah. Works for me. I mean, I, I can't even think about it. Who's oh, Santa Claus is everybody's friend, right? Where Santa Christmas Claus is season. everybody's friend. Yes, Santa Claus is friends with everybody. Um, so yeah, it's uh, listen. We're talking about college football and, and and Christmas season. College football season is is already winded down, obviously. Um, but we are at the college football bowl season. So I think Bill, we ought to go ahead and get into some um, some some bowl season talk. And I, I'm not really sure. How to transition into college football bowl season? Because the question has to be asked: Do bowl games even count anymore? Like, do bowl games matter anymore? <sighs> it's it's not as good as it. you can kill the music. By the way, I don't know if you. Remember oh yeah, that. no, it was it was winding down. Oh, you got it. It was, okay. it was definitely winding. Usually, down. you let it kill it way earlier than this. I was like, wow, he's really digging this. The uh, yeah, the SEC I was, I was letting it go, man. I know it's it's yeah. bittersweet listening to that song. Uh, bowl season. No, it's not what it used to be. I mean, bowl season used to be how many games? 16 or something like that. There was like, it was important to get into bowls. It felt special to get into a bowl. Mm-hmm. Now playing in certain bowls, it, like they don't care. Like there's a, there's a bowl game. Uh, what was it? It's in South Carolina. The Myrtle Beach Bowl kicks Myrtle off, Beach bowl. kicks off bowl season this, this weekend on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Nobody cares yeah, about Georgia, that bowl. Georgia Southern versus Ohio. Yeah. Nobody cares Pedro about Gian that bowl. in the chat saying bowl season is so bittersweet. Especially for us, Florida and South Carolina fans who are sitting on the outside looking in. Um, What's, what, I don't even know who you're talking about because they're done. I don't even care anymore. So it's recruiting season. It's recruiting season. Yeah. And the, the transfer portal has, has sort of – I know we're not in Homer's Corner and we're not going to talk about in Homer's Corner, but South Carolina's got some uh, some some key transfers coming in. And and I can't even say his name. They got the running starting running back from Arkansas that was, I think, all SEC last year um, along with a wide receiver out of Coastal Carolina and – a wide receiver out of Vanderbilt. Um, oh, man, PJ Steven in the chat because he said it'd be a shame if somebody crashed this party. Uh, PJ Steven going to be joining us here in a few minutes to make Cannot some, wait. some football Cannot wait. It's like me picking wrestling matches. He has no clue. Yeah, no, it's Although I do know now. I do know some. I actually did, you know, being that I've been there and I've experienced it, I do know more about it than I used to. So we're going to have to do that. another crossover episode where one, we yeah. like we 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 show PJ Steven 
a football game and we sort of explain what, what the strategy <laughs> is behind it and whatnot. He's just bored the whole time. Going, yeah, what is just, this second ball sport? I have no idea. Yeah. Like where's, where's really going to hit a home run and be done with this thing. Where's the hoop? I heard, <laughs> I was told there was going to be a hoop here. Um, and then we're going to have to ha- have you recalling some, some, some wrestling matches or, or watching wrestling matches live again. Listen, I, um, I used to get really excited about bowl season, right? I mean, it was, I used to do so, so, um, I don't want to d- delve too much into the history, but my my dad uh, would only would only make two bets a year, and it was March Madness and college football bowl season. And we would have this: somebody would print off a piece of paper at work, and we would highlight the winners, we'd give mm-hmm. it back to them, and mm-hmm. then we get a copy of stacks of everybody's picks, and um and it gave us something to watch. And so the last few years, I had done the exact same thing, so that you know, there's 20, 25 people were all watching all the bowl games, and they had stakes to them. And I don't know if it's the podcast. I don't know if it's the the fact of the way the um. Of, <laughs> sorry, of, of the sorry fact, Pedro. Yeah, Pedro. Pedro <laughs> I got to read this. Pedro, the Vikings Raiders game. PJ Stephen would love the Raiders Vikings no, game. From nobody last should ever weekend. watch that game, Pedro. Um, but I, th- I think I don't know if it, maybe maybe I'm just jaded because South Carolina and then Florida for that matter aren't in bowl games this year. Um, I just I I don't care. So I didn't do I didn't do. Bowl pickums. Uh, this it's gotten out of this, hand. There's just too many now. We don't I know mean, about. Yeah, if you, you look, know, sixty if, to seventy percent of these teams. And if you're watching this show live with us, you're seeing the the bowl games that are going to be going to be kicking off before we meet again here on this show. Uh, but I'm going to read them out for those listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen. Uh, the bowl games this weekend, and I'm not going to call out the teams. It's going to take too long. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. The New Orleans Bowl, so two team, two bowl games that are just sponsored by cities, apparently. Um, the Cure Bowl, the New Mexico Bowl, so a state a state sponsored bowl game now. The LA Bowl, so another city. The Independence Bowl, South Carolina played in that one year. Um, the famous Toastery Bowl. You ever heard of the famous Toastery Bowl, Bill? Uh, I have not. That one's that one's new for me yep and then the frisco bowl which it sounds like something you would order from hardy's the frisco bowl um yeah there was huge there was there was a uh there was a bowl game that clemson played in a couple years ago i say a couple years it's been a while because for the last 10 years clemson's been playing in like national championship playoffs but prior to all that i remember them playing in a bowl game and it was titled the crucial.com humanitarian bowl so um, PJ wants to know who went over to the Vikings Raiders. Um, if who went over the Vikings Raider match, uh, who do, who do they work? Um, yeah, the Vikings worked the Raiders to a three nothing win. We're gonna get that. And uh, Joe Dabbitt in the chat, go zebras. He's rooting for the referees because somebody's got to because the officiating in football has been absolutely terrible this year. Listen, there's not really much to talk about college football. If you want to watch some bowl games, there's some decent matchups. You got UCLA playing this weekend you got app state playing this weekend um you know you've got some some decent teams that are playing in bowl games this weekend but it doesn't really kick off until you get to the the, the deeper games the the, the ranked on ranked matchups you're not going to get any of those this weekend unfortunate because bowl season used to be something i really look forward to even when i was a kid there was only like maybe 20 bowl games yeah. and i feel like there's there's like four, it's like a, the ncaa tournament in basketball there's just too many of them there's just too many there, um Having said that, I guess we should go ahead and move on from college football. It was a really co- quick college football uh, conversation because it's just nobody cares. Nobody cares. I think the first bowl game. Let me, let me just. I want to look. I think the first bowl game I even really care about is maybe on Thursday with Syracuse playing. 
Uh, I like Syracuse for some reason. They play South Florida, and then UCF plays on Friday. I'll probably pay attention to that, but other we'll than talk that, about man. that on next week's show. Yeah, yeah. It's, other it's, than that, I'd like this whole weekend. I just don't. I don't care. Like going. It'd be week. now. I'll, I'll. I might. I might tune into some of the Myrtle Beach Bowl because it's the first bowl game of the season. And uh, Sean Elliott is the head coach of Georgia Southern. He was the interim coach when Spurrier quit on South Carolina back, uh, back in 2014, 2015, whenever it is that he quit. And I, I, I root for that guy. I like I like Sean Elliott, and I'm, I'm curious to see what they can do against Ohio. Um, let's go over to NFL talk from week 14. And PJ was wondering. I don't want uh, to. Well, I really don't you, want to. You got to, man. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm still in pain. I still, I mean, it's a bad week. Well, let's we won't start you off with that. Let's let's start you, you off. You not light. talk about it. We just forget that it happened, please. That's you know, what I've been trying to do all week long. Well, we'll we'll get there. But right now, Pedro told us that we should show PJ Stephen the Vikings Raiders game, two games this weekend. Now, the NFL. Well, I should preface this: the NFL over the last few seasons has become a very very strong offensive league. A lot of points. They they do a, an NFL red zone channel. Touchdown montage from all the touchdowns scored throughout the league for the entire day of football. But two games this past weekend went into halftime 0-0. One game, uh, I guess, finally decided to score some points and the Jets win over the Texans. But to Pedro's point, the Vikings beat the Raiders 3 to nothing. Our friend Eric would probably be, uh, be incensed if he knew we were talking about this on the show. Uh what do you attribute to the fact that neither one of these teams could get offenses rolling in the in the, in the first half of these games? Is it just um, be, due to injuries? Like what? what yeah, what's the deal? I, I'm bad quarterbacks. That's 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 how teams don't score. Bad quarterbacks. Uh, bad quarterback play. I mean, good gracious, there's some really horrific quarterback play this weekend. But that's I mean that's also due to injuries, right? I mean, Josh Dobbs looks like terrible now. What what happened? Where he went from? Maybe he should forget the playbook. Like he did the first week. Like he didn't know the playbook. And then he started learning the playbook, and now he's just confused. Just go out because, and play street ball, man. Just go yeah. out and play street ball. He threw for I think sixty-eight yards in that game, and and they won. Like yeah. it just it really bad. Yeah, um, I think it's a terrible, te- terrible, terrible quarterback play. Yeah, Pedro makes a good good example. Stephen uh, PJ, it's the Vikings Raiders game was basically a headlock for three basically, hours. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna save Volley Polly's comment until we get to talking about it. Uh, Tim Costello, what happened to Houston? And they lost Nico. Listen. You, they also lost C.J. Stroud in this game. In the concussion yeah. protocol, there's no guarantee that he's going to play this week. Everybody, the, the Texans that look like world beaters as, as a bunch of rookies this year are now battling the injury bug themselves, and they're going to be looking like the team that I expected them to be in the preseason. Uh, but we talk about injuries, Bill. There has been a lot, and the rock means a lot, a lot. of injuries to starting quarterbacks there, this year. If you're watching the live stream or the video podcast, you're going to see all the quarterbacks that have been lost for the year, and that doesn't include uh, quarterbacks that have simply missed games. The Cleveland Browns have started seven different quarterbacks this year. The record for the most quarterbacks played in one NFL season was set last year. I believe the number was 63. We have seen 54 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Bill, why are so many quarterbacks, and specifically star quarterbacks, getting hurt? Uh, I actually did some research on this, Ryan, to figure out what the issue is. Uh, basically, the statistics show that the quarterbacks are basically, hey, 
they're holding onto the ball more. They're involved in more offensive plays. There are more dropbacks. There are more plays per game now because of the, the way that the offenses work, how quickly they strike and things like that. Uh, so the quarterbacks are having the ball in their hands more often. They're running more often than they used to. Uh, it's not necessarily to say that they are getting injured on those runs, but that just means they're getting hit. And usually when you get hit a bunch, uh, quarterbacks tend to get hurt. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of that. So there's a lot of different factors, but all of them lead to um, the fact that they are just getting hit more. It's just what's happening. And th- I mean, when you're standing back there with no protection and you're probably the smallest guy in the field, uh, physique wise, or at least the guys that are chasing you around, uh, th- that's why you're seeing these guys get injured. They're just, they're hanging on the ball too much. Just having the ball in their hands way too often. Well, I can assure you it's affecting people in fantasy football. Pedro Guillen injuries, quarterback injuries really hurt him in fantasy football. Um, things that many can relate. Uh, Tim Costello dropping the Tommy Cutlets. Go, ordering the Gabagool. Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. We'll talk about them here in a second as well. Um, so, so, yeah, listen. It's hard when the highest paid players in the league are quarterbacks. I mean, look at Joe Burrow. Look at Justin Herbert. You look at the contract that Deshaun Watson signed last year. All three guys did not finish the season for their teams this year. Aaron Rodgers went now. Granted, he took less money to go play for the Jets, Jets but he lasted all of eight, eight minutes, four snaps, five snaps in his New York Jets career so far. I really wonder if we're going to see him because the Jets, the Jets are going to be out of playoff contention after this weekend. So I really wonder if we're going to see Aaron Rodgers uh, this the before the end of the season. No. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see all the quarterbacks going down and, and everything that you said makes sense. Well, but it's, the, it's, the interesting is too, Ryan, not to interrupt, but the number of plays that each quarterback, so you, you said there's 55 starters that have already been in the uh, in the game so far this season. Yeah. They've played a total of 16,886 plays. That's 307 plays per starting quarterback. That number continues to go down, meaning that players, the, the quarterbacks are actually getting injured faster than they have in previous seasons. In 2015, that number was 398. As each each quarterback would last about 398 plays before they got injured. Now it's down to 307, and it's dropping quickly. That's kind of scary. There's something that needs to change in the NFL because it's it's happening season after season that these quarterbacks are getting injured faster and more often. And I don't think that's a really good look for the NFL. I know we try to protect the quarterbacks, but they're – I mean, we've got a lot of quarterbacks that are now scrambling. That's part of the, you know, what you want to be as a quarterback is an athletic guy that gets out of the pocket and, and makes plays. And that's causing these guys to get injured more often. I mean, you still have the freak injuries like, you know, Rodgers and, and I mean, Kirk Cousins got, got injured on a hit, but Rodgers got hit, you know, didn't get hit and just popped his Achilles. That stuff's going to happen still. But these other guys that are getting hit and, and running and all that kind of stuff, that's just adding to the, the, I guess the quickness or the frequency of, of uh, them being injured. And it's needed. They need to figure that out. That's horrible. Like Pedro, I think Pedro said that that hurt him in fantasy this year. That's hurting. That's hitting everybody. Yep. I mean, the, you saw Tim Costello. We, we were talking this week. He lost Herbert when his quarterback went down and he's trying to pick up Joe Flacco. Like who wants to pick up Joe Flacco? Joe. That's crazy. But Trash there's, there's Joe. nobody else left. There's just nobody else left. I, I had another guy in our fantasy league text me this week and said, Hey, these are my three options in a different league. What should I grab? It's just, it's really bad. You know, I think part of the problem could be attributed to the fact that the game plans have gone, they've all gone to a quarterback-heavy playbook instead of, I don't know, going old-school NFL and, and, run. and putting putting some emphasis on the run game. Yeah, it's a passing uh, and, league, and it's, it's getting the quarterbacks hurt now. 
Yep. So be interesting to see if this trend continues year after year. A couple more comments in the chat. Tommy DeVito's agent is the highlight of the season. Serving gabagool this Christmas. Um, good. Can't do it. I don't disagree. I love I just saw it tonight. Is it like, for the first is it like this? Is it like this? Where he's like, Gabagool. Yeah, you got to get you at Gabagool. Yeah, he like high fives like this. Like, yeah, yeah, he goes in the high five. Um, and then we weren't actually going to touch on this topic, but it was uh, it was approached in the chat here. Dylan Bates thinks wants to know what we th think about Bill Elichek and the Patriots parting ways. Listen, if this is your first time watching the show, I said this two months ago. Now, I'm going to get half of it wrong, so we're, we'll go there. But I said that both Bill Belichick and Nick Saban will be away from their teams at the end of the season. Now, Bill Belichick, it's there's there's a report by by one guy, and I can't remember his name, but there's a report that's saying that after the the London after the the Europe game, they were ready to fire Bill Belichick, but they wanted to wait until the end of the season uh, to do so. Now, Nick Saban's in the in the college football playoff; he's not going anywhere. No. Um, but again, nothing's been reported by Adam Schefter, by Ian Rappaport, none of the quote unquote NFL insiders. But I've been saying it all season that Bill Belichick doesn't survive the offseason in New England, but he's still got a year left on his contract. So it's getting it's getting kind of like joked around about do the Patriots try to trade away Bill Belichick uh, to some team that's going to be dumb enough to, to give up something for him? Or do they just part ways? Bill, what are your thoughts? I am not a Patriots fan. I mean, for good reason, I think. But I cannot believe that we are having a discussion about the second winningest coach in NFL history being dismissed, not on his, not given a, a great. I know, I know, it's his job to draft that team. He's basically the GM of that team. Uh, the team is on a down year, and it's they weren't terrible last year, and I believe they made the playoffs the year before. And this is all after Tom Brady, and now they have a down year, and the first real down year that. Bill Belichick has Robert Kraft is ready to ship him up the river. I cannot believe it. And the Patriots are the horrible franchise I always thought they were. They've yeah. been cheating for many years. We all know it. And we kind of just swept it under the rug. And Robert Kraft, you should be ashamed of yourself. You never will be because you're a billionaire and nobody really cares. Well, they gave him a slap on the wrist for getting happy for the, innings down in Florida. I know, but they, I this mean, is Deshaun just, Watson got sued this for is an it. Embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. I'm sorry, the Dolphins aren't perfect. I'm not going to say that they are, but to to treat Bill Belichick on his first down year in forever, uh, you know, Tom Brady or not, 22 years, yeah, yeah. I, to, to be like, well, we're done with him. He's old. The game has passed him. But I'm pretty sure that they've been in the games defensively, which is Bill Belichick's forte. The problem with that team is Bill O'Brien. That guy needs to be sitting right next to uh, Rex Ryan and, and some TV show because they're both terrible coaches. That guy's yeah. awful. He's in charge of the offense, and they stink on offense. I don't think it's Bill Belichick's fault. Maybe it's because he hired Bill O'Brien, but at the same time, I think it's ridiculous that they're thinking about getting rid of Bill Belichick. I can't even believe it. I think O'Brien needs to go coach in college. Real quick, a couple of comments. Uh, Mama Frick in the house. What's up? What's up, Mom? Um, Pedro Guillen, Jared Mayo for head coach. All right. Uh, not sure where to go from that. Yeah, and then sure. Tim Costello. Jared's working out in Houston, isn't it? So far, putting an uh, ex linebacker in in uh, as a head coach. Tim Tim Costello, who should go back to the Giants? We're talking. We're talking O'Brien. We're talking about Bel oh Belichick. That's yeah. right. That's right. He did start under uh, who was Parcells. it? Um, yeah, Parcells. He's that's right. Parcells tree. Um, all right. So before we take our first break, 
and get to pickums. We do have a couple more things. Um, the NFL, the NFL saw probably the most upsets they've seen in a single week over the past over the past week. We just talked about the Patriots. The Patriots knocked off the Steelers. The Bears beat my Lions, which, in all fairness, the Bears should have beaten the Lions the first time they played, and they just they 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 let that game slip away with four minutes left. They did not let that happen against the Lions in Chicago this past weekend. I already mentioned it. The Jets over the Texans. C.J. Stroud gets injured. We don't know if he's going to play this weekend. The Bills over the Chiefs. Uh, the Giants over the Packers and the Titans over your Dolphins. Bill, stop. Uh, let's 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 talk real quick. The Chiefs. The the Bills over the Chiefs. A lot of controversy in this game because uh, Kadarius Tony lined up offsides. Um, and uh, both Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes were upset that they didn't get a warning from the NFL. Uh, they The next play, I believe, uh, Von Miller lined up offsides and it was not called. Uh, the play that they were they were called for being offsides, they being the Chiefs, um, they, they hit a miraculous play that didn't count. Do you think the, the Chiefs are making a little more out of this than they, than they ought to? I thought originally, yes until I allowed the internet to do what the internet does and post examples of how often this happens in the NFL and it's not called, including in the Dolphins game. Tyreek Hill lined up offsides during the first quarter of the Dolphins game, just like exactly like what happened in the Chiefs game and wasn't called. Yeah. And so it's a terrible call. It's a terrible, terrible call. It really is. I I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, Aaron Thompson, AA Ron, back in the chat, meant to say that my beard game is strong. He also says that Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, acted like something that rhymes with witch. That's cute. Um, Pedro, and you're not. You're not making any friends around here, Pedro. And then Pedro says that we should show PJ Stevens last so bad. Titans game. I was celebrating already. I never do that. I was celebrating already. I, I knew right. I, I I was at my house. I knew I knew not to celebrate. Uh, Giants winning over the Packers. The Packers were riding a three game winning streak into this game, including a win over the Chiefs. Tommy DeVito. We've already made a couple of of comments about Tommy DeVito on the show and the Gabagool and his and his mafia mafioso agent. Yes. Are is Tommy DeVito and are the Giants for real? You know what? We had this question. Costello posted this question. How yeah, many? Like a ago? month ago. Yeah, and it was after like one, I think it was after Tommy DeVito's first start. And the answer was no. No, come on. Come on, stop. Like, don't don't even go there. But I, I've got the statistic, right? I don't know if you brought, I think you brought this up to me. Did you not? Of the statistic of what Tommy DeVito did this week? Yes, I did. All right, so I have it. I wrote it out if you want me to read it to you. Please do. All right, so since QB stats have been tracked in 1950, no player has ever had a game like the one that the Giants signal caller had. That is Tommy DeVito. Per Optus stats, we'll, we'll give a little reference there. DeVito is the first starting quarterback to complete at least 80% of his passes, rush for 70 yards or more, commit zero turnovers, and avoid being sacked in a single game. That's unbelievable. First time in history ever that that happened. Do you think, you think is the he Giants for real? Are... Is he for real? Yeah. Heck yes. Heck yes. yes. He's doing things we've never seen before. So... Will he continue to do it? We don't know. But obviously, we're he's he's good TV right now. It's fun to watch. What's going on with DeVito? On a scale of 1 to 10, how how badly do you think they regret giving all that money to Daniel Jones with with Tommy Cutlets on the on the sidelines now running the running the offense in New York? 24. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't it disagree was a with you. idea when they did it, and it's a worse idea now. Oh, I don't disagree with you. Um, let's see, Pedro back in the chat. I agree with Bill. Only a matter of time before the Giants go back to being the 23 Giants. Uh, Amy Lynn Wickman in the chat. What's up, Amy Lynn? Good to see you here. Um, let's let's go to the last game. I mean, I told you I was going to put it off, and I put it off as long as I could. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Bill, go. I, I heard the argument on a couple of radio shows this week about how the Dolphins are the pretenders that this game sort of exposed who the Dolphins were. They did lose. You did mention they did lose their center, starting center for the rest of the year. Yeah. They made a couple of signings in in, in the, this this past week. And my guy Melvin Ingram back down in Miami, as well as a couple of and centers. two centers. Um, are you worried about the about the Dolphins in the last four weeks of the season? Hell yes. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. They can't. I mean, not only did they lose their starting center, but he was the highest rated center by pro, pro football focus all season long. He's the best center in the NFL this season, grade-wise. Um, kind of the center of the offense, really. I mean, that's a was that uh, like a pun, kind of thing. Yeah, it was and, a nice hey, pun, you know. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm terrified, man. That's I feel like I've as a fan, I've been humbled, and I feel like it's I, I hope and we'll find out this week. I just want to play this week, I'll find out where we're at this week. I, I feel like I'll feel better or I'll feel horrible. I and, think uh, with it'll just be with, the same old, same old. With the Dolphins' loss and the Ravens' win, if I'm not mistaken, that puts the Ravens in the driver's seat for the number yeah, one first seed. For that one, that buy. Yeah. Pedro, you really aren't making any friends. The Bills are not creeping behind. The Bills are not going to catch the Dolphins. I'm not uh, that concerned yet about the Bills unless they beat Dallas this week and Miami loses to the Jets. Then there will be problems. Well, I what a great we, – we, we are on it, doggone it, tonight because the next question had to do with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. They throttled the Eagles this past week in Dallas – to take over the number one spot in the NFC East, uh, which could potentially, if they hold this, hold on to it, means that the Eagles is more than likely going to be traveling down to either a losing record Atlanta or a losing record Saints team uh, in the playoffs. But the question is about the Cowboys. After beating the Eagles like they did, are they a serious Super Bowl contender at this point? People ask this in the media every single year, but are the Cowboys a serious contender at this point? As of last week, yes. Well, let's say that. That's a snapshot, right? So you get a snapshot every single week of where a team's at. You never know. It's one game. Philadelphia was obviously reeling. We talked about it on this show. They were reeling from the previous week, and we saw a snapshot of a Dallas team that absolutely throttled a team that was reeling. Okay, fine. You did it. And now you get a really fun week to go up and prove it again. And I feel like if you go up to Buffalo and beat Buffalo, please let that happen. But if you do that, I think 100% you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys as being the team that is going to give San Francisco a run in the NFC. I, I wouldn't disagree with you there. Um, I, I hate to do this to you, Bill, but I'm reading everybody's comments on the, on the I air. Know. I don't even – Austin's not making friends either. We've got a Tennessee Everybody's fan. just piling on, man. This he's, is actually, he's actually a Tennessee fan. He said maybe if they spend more time practicing football instead of touchdown celebrations, go Titans. And then uh, – I agree. Bolly, Bolly Paul is absolutely right. Desmond Johnson was on this on this show last week and picked Dallas Cowboys to go over big, and they did. So kudos to Desmond Johnson. Uh, speaking of picks, we got to get to him, and we've got a special guest for him. So we're going to take our first break. When we come back, podcast pickums week sixteen. Uh, I kind of I kind of had a bad week and let Bill overtake the lead. We'll talk about that 
and Uh-oh. more. And we'll invite the wrestling show co-host PJ Steven into the show when we come back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. This episode is brought to you by Carolina Business Equipment. With offices in Charleston, Greenville, Columbia, and Florence, Carolina Business Equipment can supply your copiers, computers, and printers anywhere in the state of South Carolina. Call my personal best friend, Aaron Thompson, at 843-452-8761 for a quote today, and make sure you tell him that Ryan from Tap House and Touchdown sent you. Carolina Business Equipment, you worry about your business, let us handle your technology. And that is Titans fan Aaron Aaron Thompson with Carolina Business Equipment, right? Is that you no, that was that's Austin. 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 There's too many Thompsons. They're like all yeah. cousins, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Sorry, uh, Austin. Well, my bad, man. Welcome back to Tap House and Touchdowns, a Bully Rye, Banker Bill. And we got a special treat as we go into podcast pickums from week 16. Like I said, last week was not a good week for me. I went one and four while Bill went three and two which takes Bill to a 46-29 and one record. I fall to 44-31 and one. Wow. I had a one game lead in wow. the last weekend and Bill made it up. And then some guest pickers are sitting at 45 and 33. And if you've ever listened or ever watched a football or a wrestling show of this, of this podcast, there was at one time that we had a crossover episode where Baker Bill, PJ Steven and I uh, talked pro wrestling. And we had Bill watch a wrestling match live on the show with us. And we've always joked about maybe getting P.J. Steven in to come pick football games because, spoiler alert, P.J. Steven doesn't watch football. <laughs> and without further ado, let's bring in the wrestling show co-host of Tap House and Touchdowns, P.J. Steven. And he's got... He's oh, got my gosh. Favorite, it's the guy. Yeah, Favorite yeah. little Vader action figure. P.J., what's going on, bud? I'm doing pretty well, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited. You didn't just put it up there. He was hiding, dude. Yeah, I was. Hiding. Oh, yeah. I, I, had, I made it a big production. Thank you for having me on. I'm very, very excited. I'm glad that I was able to get off work in time. I didn't know it was going to happen. So I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do the thing. Let's pick some uh, basketball players. Let's do it. <laughs> this is going to be so fun because legitimately PJ Steven knows yeah. absolutely nothing about football. I don't football. know a thing. But I, I did take some time to, like, actually research a little bit and 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 – try to make educated guesses um and i think i made i may think i made choices i'm actually looking forward i might actually look at like highlights to see like oh man i was right about that one or, yeah. or whatever so. um real quick austin saying is a, a a badass bloodline thompson and then pedro says he misses you pj Ah, uh, so. Pedro, I miss you very much. I miss the obvious liars. I miss Cole Jen. um yeah I, I miss that charleston music scene but yeah i definitely miss you pedro um Pedro and I did had a lot of rivalries together, including him throwing me through a table, uh, which was a legit table in our backyard. We had one take to do that, and luckily it was okay. You know, I've fallen through a table once once before myself, but the video that we had of it uh, no longer exists, which makes me sad. Yeah, no, um, I, I try not to watch your sex tapes. Okay, let's keep going here. Um, <laughs> I'm so see P, PJ's bringing in the fire on the uh, on on the football shows. Let's get to, let's get to some football talks. I I sent PJ every team like the city, the mascot, and their records so that he could pick these games tonight. So let's start off with a Saturday night game since the Thursday night football game is already underway. The Denver Broncos taking on the Detroit Lions. The Lions are a four point favorite. PJ, I'm gonna let you start us off here. You got Broncos at Lions. I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna pick Broncos. And I'll say that because I hate Detroit. The only thing that comes out of Detroit that was good was RoboCop and cars. Um, Broncos, uh, 
all, all the way. And they're in Denver, and I'm close to Denver. Uh, so I'm, I'm stoked about that. Yeah, Broncos. That kind of hurts my heart a little bit. Bill, who you got? Broncos at Lions. Wow. Um, hard to follow that one. I, I think Eminem came out of Detroit. I'm not a fan, I guess. Um, Ryan, the Broncos are the Lions of last season, right? The Lions started 1-6 and six last year, finished the season 9-8, and eight, almost made the playoffs. Uh, Broncos trying to do the same thing, man. Uh, seven and six right now. One, you know, what is that? Uh, two and two and one. Or no, I'm sorry. Good, great math is hard. Six and one in their last seven. Uh, mm-hmm. Broncos are definitely on a roll, but man, the Lions are just too good, too good for the Broncos. And I think the Lions, even though it was a four point spread, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Lions at home. I mean, it's no surprise I'm going to go homer pick and take the Lions as well. Of course, I think of lost, course you are. Their loss uh, a few weeks ago on Thanksgiving to the Packers, followed by a loss to the Bears this past weekend. Uh, I think the Lions are coming in playing motivated. I think that there's there's some stuff they need to work out on the defense. I think in order to, to have, have success on that Lions offense, you've got to get Sam Laporta involved. Jared Goff has to play okay, you know, play well, and uh, and, and the, the Lions are going to have a chance, and I, I think they're going to do that this week. Andy in the chat, Andy Hunter says, what's up? Uh, hey, Andy. Um, let's go to the second game of the week that we're picking. We're going back to the well with the Dolphins. The Dolphins hosting the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, a Sunday 1 o'clock kickoff, an 8.5-point favorite. Bill, the Jets have a remarkable defense. Uh, they, they, they held the Texans to just six points last week. Uh, Bill, you got here. You're Miami Dolphins hosting the New York Jets. Well, previous game, the Dolphins – Bank them right. That was a big uh, that that Black Friday game uh, up in New York, but that was uh, not started by Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson somehow figured it out in the second half of the game last week and threw for three hundred yards. Only the third time in his career that Zach Wilson thrown for three three hundred yards. Yeah, believe that sixty some games I think it is. However, only so many times has he ever thrown for more than two hundred yards. I think it's like four times he's thrown for two hundred yards back to back, and he's never thrown for three hundred yards back to back. So don't have any expectations. That Zach Wilson's really going to do a whole heck of a lot. However, Miami is struggling right now, and I'm really worried about how many injuries they have on that offensive line. Eight point five is a huge spread. So give me the Jets and the points. I wish I could say it better than you did, Bill. I'm taking the Jets for the very same reason. I think uh, Tyree Hill got banged up in last week's game. I think. Uh, the offensive line's going to struggle in this game. Devin Achan hasn't practiced all week. Uh, he's, he's developed a toe injury at this point. And so, obviously, being a running back, you, you need to have, have a, a, a you toe. Know, a, yeah, you need to have a toe. And a uh, they're, they're going to they're gonna make a better decision on Friday whether or not they think he's going to be able to play. I think, I, I think the, the Dolphins win this game, but I think it's a very low-scoring and close game for the Dolphins. So, give me the Jets. Uh, PJ Steven, what say you? Jets at Dolphins. Uh, the Jets because of Big Daddy. The Jets because of Big Daddy. Can you elaborate, or is it? Are you can't because of the family <laughs> Big show? Big Daddy when the the kid's sitting at the bar and the girl's like, "Oh yeah, like watching football," and she's like, "Who do you want to win?" And he's like, "The gosh, yeah, Jets." <laughs> so the Jets are gonna win. That's hilarious because that kid wants the Jets to win. That's so funny. I love the reasoning behind it. This yeah, is terrible. this is amazing. I didn't know there was another kind of reasoning. So no, this is great. Uh, all right, let's go. Hold on, let's see what we got in the chat here. Um, oh, you cussed in front of a lady, Pedro, coming in with it with a reference as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, no, daddy, right. no. Sorry. An- another Sunday, one o'clock kickoff. The other New York team, the New York Giants, ta- done a lot of talking about them tonight on the show. Taking on the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. The Saints a six point favorite. I'm going to start us off here. I got the Giants. I think not only do the Giants cover the spread, I think the Giants went out right. 
I think that this Tommy DeVito thing feels a lot like Jer- uh, Lynn Sanity with the New York Knicks a few years ago. And I think they just ride this train. I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they make it exciting for Giants fans going to the end of the season. So I'm taking the Giants to win this game outright. Uh, Bill, let's go to you. What say you? Giants I concur. I concur. I think Tommy, Tommy DeVito continues the magic, man. Six points, that's a big spread. And I think the Giants at least cover. I'm not sure about winning outright, but uh, yeah, I think for sure they cover the six. Saints have been very good, so let's see what happens. Give me the Giants. All right, PJ Steven, what say you? Uh, the Giants, and I'll say that because I I did remember remember watching a game with the Giants, and it was the year where the Patriots went undefeated and they went to the Super Bowl, and the Giants beat them. I was watching that game live, not at the stadium, but watching it oh, live yeah. on TV. And I don't know why I was watching it. Uh, maybe wrestling wasn't on that night. Um, <laughs> but no, no, no. I, I But I remember watching it. I remember being with a group of people and just being excited because they were excited to, to beat the Patriots. <clears throat> and I remember that. They went undefeated that year, and it was a big thing. And then the Giants whipped them in the Super Bowl. And I remember, like, Eli Manning was the uh, quarterback at the time or whatever. And I guess Tom Brady was still with the Patriots at that time. And yeah. it was the big, like, you know, clash. But I was like, oh, pretty cool. But also, I do love New Orleans because of their food. You know, that was pretty good. That's good food. And that's where I met Aaron Carter before he passed away, randomly, outside oh, of uh, outside of the House of Blues, where uh, my wife was uh, my wife's friend was getting married, and I was just walking the town because I don't care about bridesmaid stuff. And uh, Aaron Carter was outside of the House of Blues, and I just said, "Hey, man." And then, I mean, I don't like him. You know, I wouldn't I recognize him. I don't have to. I only knew him because he got off the bus that said um, Aaron Carter. Um, you know what's what's funny I, I, is that I'm go Giants, though. if if PJ like so I, obviously PJ has been to a couple of WrestleManias. I mean we've been to a WrestleMania together. Uh, it'd be really funny if PJ's like, oh yeah, I've been to a Super Bowl too. And he's absolutely yeah, yeah I, like, what? I, I would have fun probably. Like I mean, like oh, yeah. I heard the stadiums have good hot dogs, so that'd be good. Spe- oh, I got a, I got another story about like hot dogs and concessions. Good hot dogs. Another day. Yeah, that's good. Um, Tim Costello in the chat. What did he say? He's also yeah, remembers yeah, that he eight- said the same thing. He said it was Lynn Sanity. We yeah. got to come up with a name for it, like some Devito magic or something. Yeah, uh, Devito dimes. I don't know. Then he remembers the eighteen and no. one season for the Patriots. Nito Devito. Pedro, Pedro remembers the helmet catch as well in that game that P- that PJ Stephen watched live. All right, so another another sweep for the New York teams and the Giants. Let's go. The Sunday 425 kickoff. We talked about it uh, in the last segment. Cowboys playing the Bills. The Dallas Cowboys uh, at, do I have this line right? The Bills are two and a half point favorite? Or did I get that backwards? I think it's the Cowboys are two and a half. I have no idea. As I'm looking it up, because I'm pretty sure. Which team do I hate less? I don't know. No, the Bills, the line's actually moved. The line is now two points. It's moved since this morning when I put this up. The Bills are a two-point favorite over the Dallas Cowboys, which is crazy to me. PJ, unless you start us off here, uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Buffalo Bills. Who you got? Uh, I probably the Bills. I want to stay consistent with my New York picks. Although, also, New York has three teams. It's not even that big. It's not that big of a place. Why do they have three teams? Technically, the Jets and Giants play in Jersey. If we want to be, if we want. Oh, to be. don't go uh, there. Don't go Jersey. There. Uh, yeah, I don't. That's the south of New York. Oh. I think Tim just broke something in his house right now. <laughs> hey, Jersey has like really uh, good 
liquor stores. I don't know what Jersey has. The, uh, the bodega, no, we went with the bodega that we went to the, the week that we stayed at for WrestleMania. Yeah, years oh, ago. yeah, the bodega. You know what was the right bodega next was door? awesome. You know what I was saying? A, a liquor store. Yeah. Um, but no, Jersey's great. I, I'm just joshing. But uh, no, but I, I said the Buffalo Bills for real because I, I don't, and nothing good comes from Texas except maybe a band or two. Buffalo's uh, are basically Canadians anyway. Yeah. Pedro says, let's go, Bills. Like, it's like Toronto Bills. South. Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, but I'll say, but Tim, I slept the chat, poor guy. Uh, I'll say Buffalo Bills <laughs> because of uh, Bruce Almighty. How about that? That was Buffalo Bills. Bills because well of Bruce Almighty. And then Pedro says, Jersey has shores. Uh, Bill, you, you got here. Cowboys at Bills. Uh, like I said, I really don't like either one of these teams. I think this is a pickup game. I really hope that the Cowboys win this game. I, I oh gosh, that hurts to even say. Um, but I think the Bills they're they're starting to figure it out, and I, which I hate. And uh, yeah, Josh Allen's going to will them to a win. So give me the Bills for the sake of separation, because I need to make some games on you before the end of the season. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. The, yes, I want the Cowboys to win. If the Cowboys win, I'll be extremely happy. Yeah, listen, I I think they're always due for a letdown. I mean, the Cowboys did lose to the Arizona yeah, Cardinals Dak's this season. having a season, man. Dak is having a season. Yeah. I like I like the Cowboys, especially with a two point spread. Even if they lose by a single point, they cover the spread. So give me the Cowboys here uh, you on guys have the said road. Spread like six times. It's yeah, that's why every it's, time, it's so every much time fun. I just think it's spread. Yeah, well, uh, it, yeah, like food. I hope. Yeah. No. A, yeah. 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 It's food, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, um, what is that? What is that? <laughs> I don't know what Volleyball is saying. The band uh, Clutch, Clutch is, is a great band, dude. Like I like Clutch a lot. I've I've only seen them live one time. Uh, Clutch is great. Actually, my friend uh, he doesn't. I don't think he watches football either. But my friend Noel from uh, Columbia, he loves Clutch, and he's been on that Clutch, um, that Headbangers Ball ship cruise ship thing, and Clutch has played that a few times. Clutch is wow. great. That's good stuff. All right, last game we're picking of the week. Monday night football, the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that lost to the Cowboys last week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're on a two-game losing streak. At least they yes. lost two or three or something like that. Uh, traveling traveling out west to the, play the Seattle Seahawks on the road, the Eagles are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. At least they were this morning. That line has now changed. The Eagles are a three-point favorite, not a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Line's moving on the day of the show. Uh, Bill, I'm going to let you start us off here. Here you got Eagles at Seahawks. I just I read a little bit ago that uh, Geno Smith is feeling strong and good. Pete Carroll feels good about him this week, so uh, I like to know what Kenneth Walker's feeling like. That uh, that's I think I feel like that's a little bit more important. Or Zach Charbonnet, they were both hurt last week, and yep. uh, and they did not play well. But I I, I I here's the thing: I don't feel like the Eagles can lose three in a row. They can't, and they shouldn't. It, they're they're too good to do that. And I feel like the Seahawks are a really tough team at home on Monday Night Football. Oh my gosh, what a pick em. Uh If it's a pick 'em, pick the home team, Seahawks. You're so you're taking. Well, it's not a pick 'em. It's three. I guess to it me is. it is. To me it yeah. is. I mean, I know it's a. Th- I, I think it's a three, but a three point. You know, on a road for a road team. I mean, I get yeah. I get the home team in three points. I'll take it. Uh, PJ, do you know what a Seahawk is? Nobody does because it's a fi- fictitious animal. I wanted no, him to answer you. No, jerk. it's not. It's like when people say a liger is fictitious. Nah, bro. <laughs> Actually, that's not. Seahawk, a real, Seahawk is a hawk that see, like soars over the sea, bro. Exactly. Like a seagull, except like dead like dead. all exactly. like all hawks that that like all birds that fly over the it's sea. It's like they're hockey yeah, but team. Some are better at flying over the sea. Their hockey uh, team is the Kraken. Also, a fictitious. Pick up a book, Frick. 
pick up a book. Uh, Pedro says, go birds. Finally beat Pete Carroll, Andy Hunter, go Hawks. Eagles have not beaten the Hawks in 15 years. That's a fun story, Andy. He's up there in Seattle where they talk about things. Hey, Cole's here. And then Cole again. That's right, Pedro. Seahawks go birds. I want to. It's two sets of birds. I want to tell a quick story about Cole Jen. I know it's totally off topic. My biggest memory with you, Cole Jen, man, was when we played our final show at the Tin Roof of Guardians Warlock, and I was right up front, and you started playing Fallout Boy, and my wife, big Fallout Boy fan, her favorite band besides maybe Silverstein. And I left the pit to go grab her. And he thought I left because I hated Fallout Boy. So he screwed up the lyrics the next thing because he was like, oh man, dude, he like just ran away from the show, man. That sucked. But That's I was hilarious. like, no, I was just kidding, Lauren, because like I loved the song and it was a good moment. But uh, I miss Cole Jen a lot. I'm sorry to get off topic there. No, you're good, man. Who you story. got? Eagles, Eagles at Seahawks. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to pick Eagles because Philadelphia is amazing. Uh, what, again, another story with my wife and wrestling. We saw the very first Women's Royal Rumble in Philadelphia, and it was one of the coolest moments with me and her together. Uh, and Philadelphia was was awesome. Uh, and also because we were in Philadelphia a week before the Super Bowl, and everybody was just chanting "F Tom uh, Tom Brady" and "F the Patriots" and all that. So it was really cool. Just to I agree. It. it was cool to be in the city with that feeling. It wasn't. We weren't. We didn't even care about the Super Bowl. But it was cool to be around the people who were like staying there for a week just to see the Super Bowl to see their team beat the Patriots. And I, I was like, "Dude, I'm with you. Do it, man. Beat the Patriots. I don't care." You know, it was super fun. And yeah, yeah, definitely the Eagles over the Seahawks. See, I, I, the more time goes by, the more I can't stand Philadelphia Eagles because of their fans, because they yeah, are their fans are terrible, but you know. obnoxious and gross. And I mean, I watched them. <laughs> pelt somebody with snowballs in a game this year like santa this, they boo santa and they boo santa claus i just i'm gonna take the eagles in this game because bill to your point i just don't see them losing three straight i know they're on the road and i know seattle is hard to play on the road i just don't see philadelphia losing yet another game as bill pulls out the seattle seahawks hat. hats that was like a pro yeah. move man That's yeah bill bill lived in washington for what 18 right. years is this, so this is all beat up like terrible uh yeah 18 years I had yeah. season tickets. I had season tickets to the Seahawks for six. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. there we go. That's the two games. Right, if I normal. if I go undefeated this week, then I'll made up the two games. Um, on if I go this undefeated week. this week, I'm gonna go buy a lottery ticket because I don't. <laughs> I, I base all this off of emotion, not statistics. Emotion. Yeah, that's um, how my wife would pick too. She'd be like, "I love bears." That's yeah, what I mean, BJ that's said me. he was going to do mascots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I love, I love, I like Eagles better. Than Actually, I think she's, I think she's better than that. I think she would know like the Bears stink, and would pick against them and things like that. Chicago's yeah. a nice place to be there. I like Chicago, especially certain neighborhoods. A lot of, um, a lot of fireworks. So, so we've got, a, we got a couple comments before we let you go, PJ. Uh, Volley yeah. uh, Poly reminds us that WrestleMania 40 Absolutely. is going to be in Philadelphia yeah, too. Really. If I was still on the East Coast, I'd be going. But yeah, Tim Costello says he loves Philly. And also, if you have a jail in the stadium, that should say something. In fairness, uh, I spent I spent the third quarter of a South Carolina game in the jail because of something that happened next to me that I basically was a witness for um, a few years ago. So I think most stadiums have some sort of holding cell uh, for the people that are unruly. Uh, PJ, before we say goodbye to you, anybody you want to shout out? Uh, any, anything you want to, you know, any parting words that you want to get before you decide to leave tonight? Shout out to you guys, man. Thanks for having me on. I've been wanting to do this for a while and uh, I'll do it anytime, man. Anytime, you know, I get off work at a decent time and, you know, I'm able to have the time. This was really fun. And um, yeah, I hope your guys' picks go well. And um, 
Thanks for everything, guys. And uh, yeah, uh, we're going to try and go live again with a wrestling show coming up here soon. It's been pretty much my fault why the wrestling show has been pretty inconsistent because I've been just working 60, 70 hours a week. Uh, that's all I've been doing, though. Like, I mean, I've had to put like band stuff on the back burner. Even like I finally was able to pick up a little bit more Spider-Man 2 last night and get some time to myself. So uh, and plus I was on vacation last uh, last week at Disneyland. So that was really fun. But yeah, we're trying to get more consistent with the wrestling shows. Uh, I'm giving you guys some better content, some good content. So thank you guys very much uh, for letting me come on here. And um, I'm going to go eat tacos at a taco truck that's down in my neighborhood. So <laughs> cheers. Love you guys. And goodbye from our old friend, the Mastodon, yeah. Big Van Vader. It is. Vader time is over. Vader. Thank you so much. PJ Thanks, Steven. PJ. PJ Steven of the wrestling shows. It was, it was really fun having him on the show tonight. Yeah, I like um, it. We've got some fantasy football talk to get to, so we're going to take our final break. We come back. The season finale of Bullies, Buys, and Sells and Bill's Factor Crap. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina, is your one-stop shop for all of your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, one Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and the most competitive prices in the low country. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9 star rating or on Facebook by searching for One Stop Repairs. Call for a quote today at 843-343-6310. That's the number one One Stop Repairs. If PJ Steven was not still was if he wasn't still backstage, he'd be singing the song with us. He loves he loves that little gimmick. Um, there's a comment in the chat, PJ. I don't know if you saw it. We've got a fan of uh, I mean, I know he's backstage, but we've got a fan of Ahmed Beefcake in the chat. Uh, PJ Steven and I understand where that's coming from, but nobody does. Nevertheless, no, yeah, no, no, Bill, does. I'll ex Bill, I'll explain no, it later. Good. Ahmed good. Ahmed Beefcake was was a comment in the chat. I'll explain it to you uh, later. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The season finale, not podcast pickums, of bullies buys and sells. When we talk fantasy football last week, if I pull up the numbers here, uh, Bankerville had another good week, six and two, where I went four and four, and that brings us on the season uh, fifty-seven and fifty-five for your guy bully Rye, sixty-two and forty-nine. There's no catching Bill. I feel like that makes sense, Ryan, being that I have two buys this week in my fantasy leagues. I have the week off in fantasy. How cool is that? Like, oh, you guys play some playoffs. I'm going to wait for you to show up. I want to say so many things. I, I want to say so many things. I know. Things. You can't, though. It's like it's like you having to say that the Gamecocks are better than the Gators. They lost again to the Gators. And, and honestly, who knows how long we're going to hold that title. So, you know, you just can't say anything. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I want P.J. Steven back in here. That's what I want. Oh, oh of course, he's bringing that back. All right. <laughs> Let's get into bullies, buys, and sells. We've got some folks that are looking. The reason why it's the season finale is that there are, there are some leagues that are already in your playoffs, and there are some people with leagues like mine who have one more week where I was 7-3 and three and in second place in my league and have lost four straight and now sit in fifth place, needing the guy in fourth to lose and me to win this week in order to make the playoffs in my main league. So let's get into bullies buys and sells uh, for week 15, the final week of the season. And we'll recap everything come next week. So let's get into the quarterback buys this week. Shall we bill? 
Matt Stafford projected 21.3 points. I think for the first time ever, I actually sent Bill all of my notes on here. I didn't uh, read Matt, them. oh, you didn't read them? Well, that hurts no. my feelings. Well, I'll tell you're gonna, you now. You're going to read them anyway. So why would yeah. I be like, oh, yeah, I read what you just said. That was fun. Well, fair, nevertheless, uh, Matt Stafford has exceeded this projection, 21.3 points, in each of his last three games after having not done it the entire season. Now he gets a Washington Commanders team allowing the second most points to opposing quarterbacks. And the Rams are clawing and scratching at a shot to make the playoffs after narrowly, narrow, God, words are hard. Narrowly, narrowly to the Ravens in overtime last week. I love Stafford this week. Bill, what say you? Factor crap to buy in on Matt Stafford this week. I think the reality is I got to tell everybody that's watching the show and is going to be listening to the show on the podcast networks. Ryan writes all of what he just said out. He has a script for himself. And what he's trying to say is it's not his notes. He literally writes a script and he reads it. I was so impressed. I actually thought he did before that because of how well eloquent words are hard. Oh, look at you. Words are hard, Ryan. Eloquent. He says things. (laughs) That's karma, my friend. I know. Look at that. Uh, I had narrowly. Okay. See, now you can't say it. Matt Stafford. Narrowly. I can say it. Uh, Matt Stafford playing Washington this week. Washington, terrible defense. Terrible, terrible defense. They are not good against the pass. And he has been pretty good recently. A lot of weapons on that offense. Puka Nakua, uh, you know, well, I can't think of his name. I, I, uh, Cooper Cup, Cooper fantastic. Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah. And who is the third The third wide receiver is not bad there either. Tutu um, Atwell. Yeah, Tutu. And they have they have another, I think, too. But um, Yeah, they got a few of them. They even traded Van Jefferson this this season, who did nothing to whatever. I think he went to Atlanta or something like that. And he did nothing there. Uh, anyway, point is, Washington, terrible defense. That's the fact. All right. Uh, let's go over to running back here. Let's let's go to running back here. Austin Eckler, he should actually be playing right now. So I'm kind of curious to see how he's doing. He was projected 15. Three, 15 I got you. Just, just read your script, right? I'll read the read script the and pull script. up. Pull up what he's done so far. Austin Eckler, yeah, right. the Chargers. Oh, you're not going to believe the score right now. I, I, okay, give, wait, wait till I, wait till I get this All out. Right. The Chargers not only lost Justin Jefferson, but they, uh, they won't have Keenan Allen in this game that is playing right now. Uh, I think that means they're going to rely on the run game, rely heavily on Austin Eckler. Um, and they're playing the, playing the Raiders are giving up the seventh most points to opposing running backs. I see a potential monster game for Eckler. Let's see how bad I got it. Uh, Bill, you get the chance to factor crap it. Uh, what do you say about Austin Eckler this week? You know, the bad news is he's playing right now, and I know exactly what he's doing. So this is – this. I mean, should I go that direction? Yes, do I? it. All right. Well, based on what's happening already in the game, we're going to have to call this one crap, right? Oh, no. <laughs> right now. First quarter, the game is 21 to nothing, Las Vegas. So, you know, that, uh, that baseball bat that the Chargers use as their backup, Easton Stick? He uh, he's not doing well, and uh, they are getting pummeled right now. By Aiden Aiden O'Connell has two touchdown passes, one to Jacoby Myers and one not to Trey well. Tucker. Not going well. So I I feel like we're looking at the uh, Staley's last few days here as the Chargers head coach. I, I think this is not going to work out well for that the head coach in L.A. or San Diego where he should be. Let's not talk about that today. Anyway, I'm going to call crap on this one, Ryan. I don't think Eckler gets there because they're going to be passing the ball here in the second half. I hope I hope they just they they just feed it to Eckler and he absolutely for brings what? it back. For what? There's just no reason. Uh, you leave me alone. All right, let's go All to right. wide receiver here. Rasheed Rice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Love this guy. 15.1 points. He's also exceeded his current projection the past three weeks where he scored two touchdowns over that span. Has emerged 
is the go-to target in the Chiefs' offense behind Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, the Patriots are allowing the 12th most points to opposing wide receivers. And despite a couple of low-scoring outputs New England has been able to produce in the last two weeks, meaning the, the Patriots gave up six points to the Chargers. And how many points? they What, like 10 points to the Steelers last week? Uh, the Chiefs are now riding a two-game losing streak and are about to take it out on the Patriots. Roll with Rasheed Rice this week like I have to. Thanks to the injury to Keenan Allen. Bill, what say you buying this 15.1 projection for Rasheed Rice, or is it crap? Well, have you watched this guy's targets go up all season long? It's pretty amazing oh, yeah. what, you, what, what he's been able to do. Uh, they said, uh, I picked him up, I don't know, about week four when they said that, uh, I, I say they, the, the experts said that he was becoming the top wide receiver target there in Kansas City. They were right, and he is getting 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 targets every single game, and he catches a ton of them. So Mahomes is now looking for them for him. So like Ryan said, they're playing a pretty bad team. And this guy is going to score points. He's been scoring a lot of points lately. So I would definitely call fact on this one. And I would ride with Rasheed Rice. I would ride if I had to play this week because he is on one of my rosters. Yep. I'm, I'm playing I him. I don't have to play this week. I was going to put him in my flex until Keenan Allen was ruled out. And so now he's my wide receiver too. Yeah. Uh, with potentially Devin Achan or Jackson Smith and Jigba in my flex this week. Uh, speaking of flex, speaking of, of, of next players that I'm buying in on this week, let's look at tight end and tight end David Njoku. Uh, listen, Joe Trash Flacco. Uh, we had we've got Broadway <laughs> wow. Joe. Wow, middle name Trash. You know, I'll, I'll make it middle better. Name, middle got, name, lots of money, Flacco. You, no you've reason. got Broadway Joe in, in with the Jets. Now you've got Trash Joe in Cleveland. Trash Joe, but what? David and Joku has become the favorite target of Joe Flacco. He's beaten his current projection in, believe it or not, six of his last seven games, including a two touchdown performance last week against the Jaguars. Now Cleveland gets the Bears, allowing the fifth most point, uh, fifth most points to opposing tight ends. I don't expect Njoku to score like two touchdowns like he did last week, uh, but he'll certainly exceed this 11, 11.1 projection. So feel confident if you're going to roll with him this week. Bill, what say you factor crap for David Njoku? David Njoku's beaten this projection, Ryan, every week since week eight except for one. Yep. He has been unbelievable. He's having a really sneaky good season. And a guy that we kind of thought was a bust when we didn't, he had, really hadn't been what we expected coming out of Miami. But he's having a fantastic season and he looked like Flacco's security blanket last week, throwing touchdowns to that guy all over the field. So I'm going to give you a fact on this one. I think he scores this again. Good old Njoku. I can't believe it. All right. Volley Polly says you know, he's. Jacko Flacco would be like Joe Jacko Flacco. Like that's yeah. way more fun to say. I forgot that I play Volley Polly in the Tap House and Touchdowns League, which we're going to get to here in a minute. Um, but he's you can on thank Tim. Because you can thank Tim Costello for that one because he beat someone in that league last week and got you into the playoffs. I'll take it. Listen, I need yeah. every every bit I can get. Uh, he, Tim also wants us to leave Joe he's alone. Been he's been through enough. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but he's already so millions dead. of dollars. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Let's go to Bully Sells because we're up against it here. Um, let's start off a quarterback in Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields, 20.7 projected. Uh, let me find my notes here. Yep, last week was what I expected out of Justin Fields. However, this week is on the road against the Browns, allowing the fifth fewest points to quarterbacks. And the last running quarterback to play the Browns, Lamar Jackson, had a mere 15 points against them. I don't like Fields' chances this week. Bill, what say you? Factor crap. crap. Under 20 points. Crap. crap. I like I like Fields. He's on fire. He's going to score. And and Cleveland, that defense is going to be on the field a bit. I think Flacco is pretty bad. So I think it's going to be tough for them to stop him. He's, he's running all over the place, so I, I think he scores. All right, let's go to running back here. 
A guy that I bought in on last week that sort of disappointed me, very, very barely disappointed me. Uh, Chuba Hubbard projected 12.7 points. Uh, one of the guys I whiffed. Uh, and so that being said, the old adage, fool me once, shame on you, um, applies here. The Panthers can't find the end zone, and the Falcons are allowing the third fewest points to running backs despite the best tandem week from both he and, and Miles Sanders last week. Sanders averaged over seven yards of carry last week. The Panthers may not get past the 50 this week. Don't start Hubbard. Don't start Miles Sanders. Don't get cute. And for that matter, if you can get a hold of the Falcons defense in your league, play the Falcons defense. Yeah. The Panthers are giving up four sacks a game, and they're not finding the end zone on offense. So I'm selling Chuba Hubbard, Bill. I'm pretty sure you're going to say fact on this one. Yeah, I'm going to give you fact on this one as well. All right. Defense let's, is too good, and yeah. Carolina is too bad. All right, let's move on. Wide receiver here. We talked about Bills and Cowboys a lot this week. Uh, Stefan Diggs projected 17 0.9 fantasy points might be one of my riskiest picks this week. The Bills won a huge game last week against the Chiefs. The bad news, Diggs only hauled in four, four receptions on 11 targets for 24 yards in the win. He's only exceeded this current projection once in his last four games, albeit only missing it once in the previous nine. But they get a stronger-looking Cowboys team, allowing the seventh fewest points to wide receivers this season. You're probably starting him. But if you're in the playoffs, I'd be very concerned having to start Diggs this week. Bill, what's a you factor crap under on the 17.9 points? Ryan, two words. Stefan Gilmore. Ooh, I like that. That's bad you know, news. That's bad news from a man, Stefan Diggs. You know Stefan Gilmore uh, is playing out of his mind right now. He's old. He's old now. You know where he went to school? Uh, I think he played girls basketball for South Carolina. Boom. Boom. There it is. But, yeah, I'm going to give you fact on this one, Ryan. I don't think Stefan Diggs has a very good game. He had he had issues. issues. Man, English is tough tonight, man. It's really yeah. hard to come by. I mean, I don't understand it. But uh, it's, We're a day late. I mean, That's we why. had problems last last night, too. You know, Murray, Murphy, who cares? Um, but uh, I know look at that. See, that's that's the face I get. He doesn't say anything for the people on the podcast, but yeah, the face I got. If you were live, you should watch that on YouTube. Anyway, uh, I think uh, non nutrient. He had issues. Non nutrient exactly. cereal varnish. Nutritive. Who cares? Nobody. It doesn't matter. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to the topic. Yeah, let's let's get back he to had, football. He here. had problems with Legarius Sneed last week in Kansas City. Like you said, he got targeted quite a few times only caught four balls i think the same thing happens again this week and i give you a fact for this one stefan Diggs gets shut down however the bills still win this game all right let's go to tight end that i'm selling this week tight end trey mcbride projected 12.9 low hanging fruit ryan low hanging fruit currently projected to finish fifth in tight end scoring according to espn this week however the cardinals get what might be the best defense in the nfl in the 49ers allowing the fourth fewest points to tight ends to top it off, McBride has only exceeded his current projection four times all season. The last time he played San Francisco, albeit without Kyler Murray, he had one catch for five yards. I don't like McBride or anyone from Arizona this week in fantasy. Bill, I'm low-hanging fruit. I'm sure you're factoring me on this one. I'm not even going to say it. If San Francisco's defense, really? You're, you're going to run anybody up against San Francisco's defense and expect them to perform, especially with that number, 12.9? It's a pretty good number for a tight end. I just don't think it happens. Nope. All right, that's the your final edition of Final Buys and Sells. There it is, Ryan. Whole season, and I think you almost have to like. I think you have to beat me on every prediction, and you still don't beat me. I think pretty much. I can't I beat you on every away. prediction because I you're agreeing with away. some of my predictions. There's only three. It was three. I think three opposites. Well, that's yeah. that's the thing, though. Like you, 
there's no like beating you because like it's because wait a minute wait a minute no 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 it's if the, you agree you get it right season over the course of the season you could have you know taken a lead where i was like oh i was wrong so basically i say ryan likes this guy that's a bad idea and i'm right more often than not ryan this is the end of tap outs and touchdowns football shows as you know <laughs> this is it um we only had one question for the audience participation and Volley Polly wanted us to talk about the fact that somebody in one of his leagues this week decided to drop Brees Hall for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Listen, mm. if um, I don't know how else to have this discussion, you're not dropping anybody who's been a starting yeah. running back, starting receiver, whatever the case is, in week 15 of fantasy football, unless they are on IR. You're, looking like a, you're trying to look like a genius there. Like, wow, he exploded all of a sudden. And Edwards Hilaire has not been good. I mean, he, he got his first start last week because uh, Pacheco was injured. Pacheco was injured. Now, yeah. I think they've ruled Pacheco out again because his projection That's is skyrocketing on ESPN. However, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has never li lived up to the hype in Kansas City. And the fact that Brees Hall um, is has been electric this season at times. I don't know. Like whoever, whoever Dalvin dropped Brees Hall. Yeah. Why don't, you know, while you're, you're at trying it, to be a prediction machine right there. And if you're wrong, you got egg on your face while you're at it, go ahead and drop. If you, whoever your quarterback is, I don't care if it's Dak Prescott or, um, or Justin Fields or, or uh, insert quarterback name here. This Jalen hurts. Go ahead and drop Jalen hurts for uh, who's the, who's the guy playing for, for, the not I can't even think about it because no because that game's already started. Go ahead and drop whoever your quarterback is for Joe Flacco. How's that? I, I prefer Jake Browning. Go go get Desmond Ritter. You know what? Better yet, go get Bailey Zappi. If you've got Jalen Hurts, you don't need to start him. Go drop Jalen Hurts right now for Bailey Zappi. Yeah. I think that's that's a good decision that you need to go on. That's you're, that's uh, you're, you're a little over the top there. I think a little, little too much. A little too much. Okay, so that's where we draw the line. Yeah, you don't want Jalen Hurts. I mean, Brees Hall isn't like the best quarterback in the NFL. Jalen Hurts is like top three. That's fair. All right, uh, folks, we have we are to our favorite segment of the show, at least my favorite segment of the show, and that's Homer's Corner. Homer's we Corner. Have a, we have a collective Homer's Corner this week. That's right. We're together. Uh, because we High have five. been waiting. High oh, five. Uh, High, five High five. Oh, sh wait. There we go. High. Boom. There we go. Boom. <laughs> Um, Volley Polly told us that we need to tell them to get off the internet. I like that idea. Get off the internet, Ryan. Get off the internet. Um, tap outs and touchdowns had a fantasy football league this season that consisted of 12 teams in two divisions, the Banker Bill division and the Bully Rye division. And the playoffs started this week. The, I guess I can, I can name the, I, let, let's go ahead and do it. Let's name the participants in the tap outs and touchdowns fantasy league. Give everybody a shout out. Uh, Sean Selig won the Bully Rye division at 10 and four. Uh, followed by Volley Polly, finished number two in the division at nine and five. Uh, Zach Attack, Zach Pierce, who was on the show with us earlier this earlier this year, making picks, finished at eight and six. I am at seven and seven, and then Fousey B is at seven and seven. Uh, Michael Davis of the Cat Cave uh, rounded out the division at six and eight in the Banker Bill division. Banker Bill won his division at ten and four, so one of two ten and four teams in this league. And then is it Daniel Pope? Yep. Uh, eight and six. Marshall Walker, six and eight. Tim Costello, five and nine. Jonathan Leatherman at four and ten. And Baker Bill Sr., if you will. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa Bill Tomer, four and ten. So it looks like you were you were sort of top-heavy in your division, ten and four, eight and six. And then everybody else had losing records. We were fighting it out here in the Bully Rye division. 
you're much more competitive over there. We were, were much more competitive. So as Bill said, he's got a buy. Sean Seeley has a buy. Daniel Pope against Patrick's or Daniel Pope against Zach Pierce, the Bent Creek Bandits taking on Patrick's homies is your four and five team game. And then I squeaked into the playoffs, as Bill said, at seven and seven. I'm taking on Volley Polly in the six three matchup. Um, Bill, thoughts on the inaugural season of the Tap House and Touchdowns Fantasy League? It was fun. I, I feel really, uh, I feel like my guys in my division really didn't do all that well. I mean, Daniel Pope did okay. Won four in a row to get in the playoffs. It was four and six on the season. Ended up eight and six. So good job, Daniel. That, that uh, kind of saved face for the uh, banker. I thought for a minute there we were only going to have me make the playoffs. That would have been embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, we'll, you we'll coach him up. well for your division. Yeah, you we'll coach him well up. I know, right? I, well, the divisions, let, let's be honest, the divisions kind of mean nothing. I think I next think, year we should kind of change that where the divisions make a difference. So I think next year. from each division. Well, no. So here's the problem. So I'm in a I, okay. I'm in another league with 12 teams, and they're four, four, three, four division teams. But you play the division like four times. Yeah. You never get to play anybody in the other division. So I think, if anything, we just eliminate divisions altogether next year. No, I think we should have divisions. You can still have divisions. I mean, it's fun to watch to see where you're at. But the reality was that it, I play in another league that's a 12-team league, and it's not that we play within the division. You play all the teams. But the divisions, based on, you know, it, it's random. It's not like ours where we have, you know, the guys you brought in and the guys I brought in type deal. Um, I, I We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off the air. We can make some changes. But it was really fun. I had, I had a blast. Being the one seed, that's right. I feel good about it. And uh, I'm taking the money. It's, it's going to happen. Um, I really need. I really need. Here's the thing, Ryan. This is the one that it, that shocks me. I had the number one pick, right? You remember what my number one pick was? I don't. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jeff. Oh, and he hasn't. I mean, he and he got hurt again last week. And I, yeah, and I still. I mean, that's that's called that's dominance right there. You get the best player in the draft. He doesn't play most of the season, and you still are the number one seed. Thank you very. Much. Thank you, everyone. Thank I you. mean, in, all right. His, his roster. Now I just got to win the thing. His roster consists of Jalen Hurts, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans. He stole Sam Laporta from me in the draft. Yes. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., um, New England's defense. But then he's got Dallas Goddard, Khalil, uh, yeah, Khalil Herbert, Russell Wilson, Rasheed Weiss, uh, Rasheed Weiss, Rasheed Rice, Zach Charbonnet, and Deontay. Was it? No. Deontay uh, Johnson. Dearness De De Johnson. De whatever. Yeah, so right, you had yeah, handcuff the running backs, handcuff the running backs. Smart, smart play there. Yeah, listen. Once, my, the, once my, the bye weeks ended, I dropped my backup running backs, except for Khalil Herbert because he could be a starter. Uh, I dropped my or a flex player. I dropped my my other running back backups, and I picked up the guys that if they were to get hurt, like Charb, you know Walker, then you put in Charbonnet. That that's what I started. To do. That's that strategy right there. So I don't have a bad team now. Granted, I ended up starting. Your team is actually pretty good. Anthony Richardson to start the year, but I also picked up Brock <laughs> Purdy. We talked about it on I this know, podcast. so bad. Worst. And in the draft, he puts himself in a position where he drafts Anthony Richardson. Well, because your quarterback because your dad took uh, took took Jared Goff right before I was going was to. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, but I ended up getting Brock Purdy as an undrafted free agent, and he's been my quarterback all year, alongside Christian McCaffrey and Devin Achan, along with Jonathan Taylor when he has played. Um, of Jameer Gibbs, uh, DJ Moore. I, I, I traded for Garrett Wilson midseason. I've kind of played musical chairs with tight end because um, I started with Hayden Hurst uh, for obvious reasons. Because he then, was going to have 1,000 yards and 90 catches this season. Yep, yep. And so when that didn't happen, I took Jake Ferguson and Dalton Kincaid, who had a good few weeks in there. 
Um, ended up making a trade for Jalen Waddle like in, like a moron towards the end of the season. But uh, my wide receivers have been really inconsistent in that league, so it's been might be that Waddle might be a good uh, good pickup this week if uh, Tyreek doesn't doesn't play. Fingers crossed. No, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed that he does play. Ryan, what are you doing? Well, fingers crossed for me. I'm trying to win fantasy football. I don't man. care about your fantasy football team. I, I don't care about your Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> That's hurt. That hurts me, right? It should. It should hurt you. I don't care about your fantasy team. It should That's hurt you, Bill. What are you Bill. talking about? Yeah, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, Bill, anybody you want to shout out before we say goodnight for the evening? No, I think we're good. I think I'm excited, man. I, all these people in here once again. Uh, that was fun. And uh, we're going to talk about next week. We have no fantasy football talk. So it's it's going to be different. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens because, I mean, we, again, we, we can talk fantasy football playoffs. We can talk strategy in the playoffs and what you want to try to do. Play your best players. Um, oh, conversation over. <laughs> yeah, play your best players. That's right. Um, no, to Bill's point, thanks for everybody that got involved. Aaron, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. Aaron Rubenstein liked, liked, the, liked the, uh, the the podcast on Facebook tonight. Very Michael good. Davis, your wife, Shauna Tomer, was in here for a minute. Tim Costello, uh, Daryl Waits, Pedro Guillen, Cole Jin. That's what PJ Steven called him. Aaron, and Andy Hunter was in here. A lot of guys, a lot of guys in the chat. Um, Aaron and Austin Thompson, uh, again, Volley Polly. Uh, I think I already mentioned Tim Costello. Mama Frick was in here. Amy Lynn Wickman uh, was was part of the conversation for us for a small minute. So thanks, everybody who watched this week. Uh, we'll be back. We do have a wrestling show coming next week, uh, so stay tuned for that. If you want to listen to more uh, Carolina Panthers uh, information, Carolina Panthers podcast, go over to the Cat Cave on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the fans for Sports Network and on the Tobacco Road sports radio's youtube channel but we'll be back talking more football on this very show next wednesday unless something weird happens and we have to move it back to a thursday again thanks everybody who was part of the show tonight for banker bill it's your guy bully rye and we'll see you next week right here on tap house and touchdowns